to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is living in his church, everyone. Jesus is living in his church. Jesus is living in his church. Hallelujah. Jesus is living. Jesus is Everyone, he's coming for his own. Let's go. Jesus is coming for his own. And Jesus is coming for his own. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Praise God. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah. Sing. 
it with the low one. Let's go. Sing hallelujah. I will sing hallelujah. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Now today we're looking at submission. Now, in the preps formula we gave you, P, the first P, what does it stand for? Ara. E. P. I think I've taught you planning a lot. S. Okay, so I want us to look a little bit at submission. My God. My God. James chapter 4, verse 7. Let's start from verse 5. To God we lift up one voice. Someone we need to stop me. To God we lift up one song. To God we lift up one voice. Singing hallelujah. To our God we lift up one voice. To our God we lift up one song. To God we lift up one voice. Make his praise glorious. says, or do you think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? Verse 6. But he gives more grace. How many of you want more grace? Okay, if you don't want, please lift your hand so that I can get it for you if it's possible. You can say, oh God, that one doesn't want. It says he gives more grace. My friend, even as you're entering a new year, God wants to give you more grace. Now, you know what grace is? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. It's favor you've not worked for. You know what else grace is? Grace is the divine empowerment where you, you receive divine empowerment from God. You receive his strength. You know what else grace is? Grace is a divine exchange. By divine exchange, what we mean is where you should have gone, Jesus went. And where only Jesus deserved to go, you go. So that's how grace is. It's a divine exchange. It's a divine empowerment. It's unmerited favor. And God wants to give you more of it. So he says, but he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud but gives grace grace to the humble. Now, the context of the context of this grace in this context, yeah, the context of this grace that he gives, of which he gives more, 
is not, if you are to read it in James chapter 4, the context of the grace that he's given is answered prayer. It's answered prayer. Can I show that to you? Look at uh, verse 3. Maybe I'll start from verse 2. Look at the context. I just really want us to get this. Verse 2. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Verse 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Verse 4. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Next verse. Or do you think the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? And the next verse then comes, but he gives more grace. So notice, he kept telling them, you're not receiving, you're not receiving, but he wants to give more grace. And this grace will manifest in answered prayer. Has anyone here ever had a prayer answered? Do you know the joy that comes with one prayer being answered? Do you know what Jesus said? He said, in that day, you will ask that your joy may be complete. I don't know about you, I've got joy, but it's not yet complete. There are some things that I still need for that joy to be complete. And he's told us the key to joy, the completion of joy is actually answered prayer. So he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, you may want to define what humility is. I have preached thousands of sermons. I've not read as many books as other people, but I think I've read enough. Above all, I've read the scriptures quite a lot. As I was driving earlier today, these are the words I said, and I said them audibly. I said, God, what do you want me to preach today? Anything you want, I'll say it. Do you know what that is? Sometimes I'll hear him, sometimes I won't. But the fact that you say that means you're sowing a seed of honor. And so you're saying, God, you have permission to move me. I can prepare someone, but I'll still say, God, if you want me to change it, I'm willing. It's what you want. That's where humility begins. When you can put your will aside for his. You know some signs of knowing that you're humble? One sign is forgiveness. One sign is forgiveness. Observe something. Have you noticed that people who don't forgive, whether for justifiable or unjustifiable reasons, eventually develop pride? Because eventually they'll have to develop a reason why that person doesn't deserve mercy yet they do. I'm not saying befriending the whole world, but you know what I'm talking about. Because unforgiveness will lead to hatred, it will lead to anger, it will lead to jealousy. You will hate to see another person succeed. You notice it, it becomes pride. Because you begin to think you deserve God's goodness and mercy more than another person does. 
because you are better than them. Then you become like the Pharisees who when praying, they were like, do you remember that? Have you ever read that scripture about what the Pharisee did? The other guy went before God, the tax collector said, oh God, me, I'm a sinner. He was, by the way. The Pharisee goes and says, I'm not, I'm not like that guy. The moment you're looking at somebody else and yet your salvation was based on what Jesus did and your faith does not say looking unto that guy who's sinning, your faith is looking unto Jesus, then you're getting obstructed and that's where pride begins. But he gives more grace to the humble. Now, in him giving more grace to the humble, he then tells us in the next verse, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Might I add that your resistance of the devil is based on your submission to God. Now, he says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. To submit means you come under. You come under. So I can give you different examples. There are some people here, when you first came to this church, you didn't like loud praises. You just didn't like it. It just wasn't your thing. But then when you came under, you had to submit the way we do it. And you know for us, when we're praising, it might get loud. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. So you submit. You submit. Have you ever visited a home that's different from yours? Especially when you were younger. Notice, if you're visiting for one hour, it's fine. Two hours, it's fine. If you're spending a night, maybe. Try to spend two nights. Eventually, you start submitting to the way they do things. So if you're used that at your home, they'll give you your own plate, like your own piece of meat, something here and there, and you're eating, then you go to a home where it's communal. Like the fellowship is very communal. They will put the, they want you to fellowship as you're eating. So they'll put the shima in one dish and everything else in the other one. If you want to remain, if you want to be full, if you want to be satisfied, submit to the way they do it. Resist the hunger and it will flee from you. I don't know if somebody is getting my point. They're going to have to learn to submit. And you know, we practice submission in so many areas, so it's not a concept that's foreign. I remember when my sister was going to Roma Girls in grade 8, they had to untreat her treated hair because they had to submit to the rules of the school and stop wearing socks and stuff like that. Oh, yes. You've not seen like a bunch of people like in blue dresses with no socks. <laughs> they stop that, but they still do it. They still do it. Today, man, I'm going to end us all. I don't know if you get my point. Others would hide the socks like deep inside, and then the prefects would come check. It was that real. Now, it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Ladies and gentlemen, even as you've made your plans for the year and everything, have you submitted to God? When you submit to God, you're acknowledging that you're not your own head. You're acknowledging that you're not your own head. Colossians 1 verse 18 says, let's start from verse 16 for context. 
My God, I feel the anointing. Who is it for? Verse 16, please. Oh my goodness. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Let's start from 15. This sounds good. It sounds like it can in 14. It sounds like it will help you develop your worship language. Give me 14. He hath. Okay. Okay, guys, verse 12. Verse 12 it starts with giving thanks to the Father, right? Giving thanks to the Father. Uh huh. Who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light? This is one scripture I meditated on. The day I realized I wanted nothing to do with demons, I meditated on this scripture. I overconfessed it. I was going to make a statement. It's, I, I overconfessed that verse. It's impossible. It's impossible for a situation to ever happen right now where I'm manifesting a demon. It's not possible. It's not. Have I seen it happen with believers before? Yes. If I'm ever to see it, what do I do? I'll deal with it. But afterwards, I have to look at this situation because it doesn't have to happen again. If I see it twice, I'm concerned. Three times worse. Why? Because the next verse is clear. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. It says he's delivered, he's transferred, he's rescued us from the power of darkness. So in short, which number B Demon number C can't come and say, okay, so Frederick, this must happen to him. No, I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been conveyed to a different kingdom. You can't determine the conditions of somebody else who's in another car from yours. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting me. <laughs> now, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Let's continue. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven. So there are things in heaven that some of them we don't even know of. Didn't Jesus say, if I speak to you of heavenly things? Can you imagine what's in heaven? And the things in heaven were created. And it says, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Visible and invisible. There are some invisible things that will never be seen through a telescope. <laughs> you never know what's on those planets. You never know. <laughs> there are some invisible things that a telescope would just never catch. And it says, whether thrones or dominions or principalities, or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Hey, if that's the case, I'm going to start telling some principalities what to do. Why do you think I can command a year how to work for me? I don't know if you're getting my point. Do you know that even your enemy can work for you? It's called colonization. <laughs> Now imagine you go into a territory. There's a principality that causes everyone to go to the bar. 
You say, you same one, bring them all to church today. Are you hearing me? Uh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> Next verse. Caliant alegre es on alafrahas y clejes acriandos. Queriandos sofriges. Preques colikia as quebrondos que vihai. Eliant elebejes ofrondos que lide es afrente que shendi. Or the antithesis of Aripikesire. Or if only the church can come to the realization that I have become their wisdom. The wonders and the glories they would see. That's the interpretation of that term. Peri Christa, Ericastus Tifihis, Ericrende es ofoduhus kiribe hesira. For the wisdom of the just has been given to them. Keri prandos kohlifre hesikrehes an ia, el ando fotohos kibehes ofrandiskelebihes. The wisdom that was ordained for their glory from before eternity past. Pandos efrihes apraash elivra as endekrehes ofrihas. And chains are being loosed from their feet that they can walk in the dominion that I set for them from the beginning of time. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Ker andes de friges ke patis pali ont e frindes kelina abstikle es etehes. Worship is taking up new dimensions. Where it will no longer be about us, it will be about him. And when we make it about him, he will lift us up to his level. For so long we've sung about how he came down for us. But don't forget that he rose up so we can rise up with him. Worship sessions will become sessions of ascension. Ascend in the name of Jesus. Come up hither in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> okay. And notice verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. Who is, who is the church according to the Bible? Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead. That in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of Jesus, through the blood of his cross. Praise God. Oh, these guys are tempting me. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. Let's continue. In the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and blameless, and above reproach in his sight. Let's. Now when you go back, it says he's the head of the church. So he's the head of all of us as the church collectively. But he's also your personal head. He's also your personal head. And if you know the way submission works, one of the easiest ways scripturally is to look at a wife and a husband and also to look at children and parents. You can't come home. I can't come home as a husband and find my wife as with the tracks outside and she's saying, uh, we're moving to another house. 
or children deciding, ah, we don't like this place anymore, let's move to that other place. That doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. How do you think they managed to get you all to eat vegetables? It's called submission. How do you think you could be running around being naughty? But there's that one voice which and it says, Iwe! It's called submission. So you're not going to make all your plans for a new year and just walk and say, I'm entering the new year. You've not brought them before God. What kind of a bride will you be who can submit to her own husband? Where will the empowerment come from? Where will the empowerment come from? Because he's a husband who washes, who, he, who causes you to be blameless. So you have to submit your plans before God. He's the first one you have to submit to. And the things of God work by faith. And you know that faith is effective when it's vocalized. So you don't just think, I'm submitting. No, I actually believe you should be literal and say, God, these are my plans. I submit them to you. Because he honors the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of your lips. Have you submitted those plans before God? Proverbs. You sound like you're enjoying this. Chapter 16. Look at verse 1. And let's have the Amplified. But the New King James looks good. But let's have the Amplified. Maybe let's read the New King James, just verse 1. And we'll switch the Amplified. The preparations of the heart belong to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So for starters, this removes the picture that people have in their head that you will just download all your plans from God. Usually, he brings the animals to Adam to see what he will name them. What am I trying to say? I don't know. I don't know how it is for you, but I can tell you from my experience. Usually when I pray to God concerning a new year, I usually, as Fred, won't get like a 150-page document downloaded in prayer from God, which is just him telling me January 1st. Was that you, Taif? January 3rd, this will happen. January 4th. It, for me, it doesn't usually happen like that. Maybe for you, God bless you. You're blessed. You are highly favored. For me, it doesn't happen like that. Sometimes I might just hear five things. Five things. He'll just tell me, I want you to achieve this. I want you to do this. I want you to do this. And it's very to the point. But mostly, the other part becomes, yes, so what would you want to do? But why don't you do it like this? And what is the ABCD? Because, you know, if God could reason with sinners, how much more with us? You know, you can reason with God. Hey, I don't know if I should show you that one. It would make you rethink the scripture we have the mind of Christ. Because some of you think it's for A's and B's. You know, it's not for that. You can use it for that. It, it, it works, I guess. But you know, it's not for that. It's like a phone. If you're going to limit a phone to being a torch, maybe can I show you that one? Okay, but let's finish this one. So we can take 10 more minutes, right? So it says, give me the, from the Amplified. 
The plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man. You can use that verse to teach planning as well. Meaning, come on, prepare and arrange your thoughts. That's what separates a daydream from a vision. That's what separates fantasizing from planning, is that the thoughts are orderly and arranged. And now, haven't you seen in the scriptures where it says, he that is able to do exceedingly above all we ask or imagine. Who says your imagination has to be disorganized? What if you can have an organized imagination? Then we can call it a vision. So, the planning and your vision and deciding how your year should be, that one is for you. But from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. Next verse. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits, that is the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Next verse. So what must you do? Raw your works upon the Lord. Another verse, version says, commit your plans to the Lord. And what will happen? It says there even in brackets, commit and trust them. Okay, it's okay, we can go back to Amplify. It says, commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his. Suddenly, there will be certain things that you will decide, which you might not necessarily hear a voice saying, do it like this and like this. You will think it's in your own wisdom, and yet he has caused your thoughts to become agreeable to his. <laughs> so, roll your works, submit your plans. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you know from the scriptures that if you want to understand the revelation, you must understand the audience who it was addressed to, who you are now, who you were then. So there are some scriptures which don't necessarily have to apply to you now. Instead, they can become a reason for you to worship God and for you to understand the way the world works. Do you know that? Wait, are you, are you aware of that? You're not aware. Have you ever read the epistles? Now, <laughs> do you know that the epistles, one reason why we get the, some of the most clearest definitions of who you are in Christ is from the epistles. Because the epistles were written to you. Whereas there are certain things that were written for you. And then to find what's to you in the for you, you have to combine this revelation and this revelation. I'll give you an example. Because I promised to tell you something about the mind of Christ, right? Isaiah 55 verse 8. I'll need like 10 minutes for this. Are you sure? Can we go this journey? Isaiah 55 verse 8. By the way, this that I'll share with you is very holy. I'm sharing it with all humility. It's very holy. It's not one of those things that you can cast to pigs. You don't cast precious pearls to pigs. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Now, if this is where the Bible ended, you know what would happen? 
as we're going before God in prayer, oh, Father, I thank you because my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So, like, I'll just remain here with my thoughts and my ways, and you remain there with your thoughts and your ways. And somehow I'll hope when I get to heaven, I'll find some of my thoughts were slightly not far from your thoughts and your ways, not far from my ways. Now, already in the Old Testament, we've been shown that you can present them before God and he can cause you to be agreeable to him. But in the New Testament, it gets even better. Because your thoughts can become his thoughts. And then when you reach a place where your thoughts can become his thoughts, he can ask for your opinion on things. If I'm to say it the way the scripture actually reads, no, maybe we're not ready for that one. You can, which is well, if you will see it in the scriptures, you've seen it, at least you say it was me. Have you ever read what happened when God wanted to destroy the Israelites? And the Bible tells us that Moses was different from the Israelites because Moses knew the ways of God. The Israelites knew the works of God. They knew the miracles. Moses knew the mind behind the miracles. Because of that, Moses... The Bible says Moses rebuked him. Moses spoke to him and said, Lord, you're not going to do that. You're not, gonna, and you're not going to make the nation start saying that you brought them out. You can find that about the ways and the works. Read Psalm 103. It should be Psalm 4, 5. You're not going to start, follow me. Moses is saying, you're not going to make the, everyone say that you brought them out just to abandon them. And what he was thinking and saying was agreeable with how God thinks. Because his glory must be manifested in all times. And the Bible says the Lord repented of that thought. So it's not that his thought was wrong. But Moses reasoned God out of that thought. Abraham had an opportunity to give his say over Sodom and Gomorrah. And in giving his say, Lot was rescued. He had an opportunity to give his say over matters. And that's the place of fellowship that God has called us to. Now, let me show you. Now, this one applies, especially when you start maturing in the faith. Let me show you what the mind of Christ really is. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. What God can ask your view on a matter. I can have the New King James. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard. Oh, by the way, observe that all the people who spoke to God in that manner maintain their reverence. Friendship with God is not chivedeshi. It's not, hey, God, my guy. This is, no, no, no. That's not how Abraham spoke to God. He said, if I found favor in your sight. His reverence was never lost. You could pick the reverence in all his words. Have you noticed that? His reverence was never lost. Apply that also to your leaders. Never lose the reverence. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of the man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Thoughts higher, ways higher. Next verse. But God, 
There's a bad God that happened. He's revealed them to us through his spirit. The Holy Spirit is the equalizer. The Holy Spirit came to bring us to God's realm. That's why we're now called partakers of the divine nature. And it says, for the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So the Spirit of God can reveal to you even the deep things of God. Next verse. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Next verse. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given us to us by God. These things uh, we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Follow. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. So I don't waste your time with certain people. For their foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Have you ever had God explain something to you that you're struggling to explain mentally and with human words? Next verse. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged of no one. Okay, we're getting there. Uh -huh. For who has known the mind of God that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was not really speaking about A's and B pluses. Perhaps it was a higher level. Perhaps it's a level of fellowship where God can get a view from you. Now, I'm saying it with all reverence, and I'll give you an example. Recently, um, I was added to a family group. Okay, Something happened in the family, I was added to a group. Now, the level of this group is not for the children. It's for the seniors in the family to give a view on certain delicate matters. Ten years ago, I wouldn't have been added to that group, perhaps not even five years ago. But it means I've now been seen as having reached the place of maturity that I can be privy to certain information and my say can be counted. I don't forget my point. In my last few years when I was home, uh, living with my mom, she could ask, what do you think we should do about this? Or if I had a view, I could say, may I please speak to you? I think we should do this like this instead. It means I had been upgraded to a place of fellowship where I could have a view. Oh, by the way, if you want to be that person in your family, just have money. So um, they will listen to you. Just have money, by the way. Just have it. Have a lot of it. When you reach, they will remove someone from the chair. Imwe, leken makale. You'll be, you'll be amazed. They'll remove someone from their chair. And then you'll give the same opinion another person gave. And then if you don't want, according to the scriptures, if you don't want your view to ever be heard, learn to be poor. No, I'm, I'm just telling you the scriptures. It says a poor man's wisdom is despised. It's unfortunate. That there are some people who will never listen to you if you don't work on the finances. So if you want an increase in influence in the family, 
believe God and start working towards upgrading that area. Because there are some people who have got very wise counsel, but it takes discerning hearts to hear them. Because sometimes they can say the same thing, and then the rich one will say the same thing that one said, and everyone will say, hey, 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 you've never seen that before. Now, what's my point? Even just in running the church, there are some people who have a say which is bigger than other people. There are some people whom, before I make a certain decision, I can ask them, what do you think? I'm planning to do this. What are your thoughts? And you find it's at different levels. At the very highest levels, there are certain people I can ask. It means they've come to a place of fellowship where they can give a say. The seven pillars of the church, I didn't write them alone. I asked for views. Similarly, there are certain, you can come to a place of fellowship with God where you've known his mind so much. And you can ask, what should we name these animals? Ladies and gentlemen, without digressing of which I have, my point today is submit to God. If you don't mind, just one more verse. John 6 verse 9. When the 5,000 somehow forgot to carry food, but there was a boy who was prepared enough and the Bible says there's a lad here who has five barley loaves, two small fish, but what are they among so many? I don't know. There could be someone in this place who's got big plans, but their account has 1,485 kwacha. What is it among so many big plans? There could be somebody here who you're looking at what you have. You're looking at the resources, the networks, Somehow those emails stopped coming the way they used to or certain connections stopped working the way they used to. But the vision God has placed upon your heart is bigger than what you have. You may be asking the question, I've planned all my best, but in all my planning, because in planning, you plan with the resources that you know you have. If you don't plan with the resources that you know you have, it's fantasy. I, don't, I, I hope you know that, by the way, that in proper planning, you don't plan for what you don't have. That's why many people pledge amounts that they don't give. Because for me, I've learned, I can tell you one secret, I don't pledge by faith. I usually pledge by reason, and then I believe by faith. I pledge by reason, I vow by faith. Vowing is a bit different. Vowing is, Lord, if you can give me this, I'll do this for you. Pledging is, okay, I've seen how my income is the next three months, so I'll give... 2,000 or something. I'll not tell them 25 if I know that my income isn't giving me 25 in that two months. Otherwise, I'll end up disappointing the church and then I'll stop answering phone calls. So I usually tell people, but privately, I can make a vow to God that if you do this, I'll do this and I'll come fulfill my vow. Those are two different things. So in all my planning, oh God, for the 5,000 you want me to feed, in all my planning, I've done my best and what I have are these fish and these loaves. What are they among so many? Lord, we've got all these plans for COL, but those, those plans will need, hey, want to have a thousand dominion nights, want to have ABCD, want to have ABC, expand the cell ministry to be like ABCD, expand this ministry to be like ABC, expand all those things. But we have five volunteers, we have six this, we have one peer system, we have this. What is it among so many? Next verse. 
Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Next verse. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given things, so what happened to those loaves? They were given to Jesus. So they were submitted before him. And when he had given things, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So what must you do with your fish and your loaves? Submit them to God. Submit them to God. He knows how he can turn that into feeding 5,000. He knows how he can turn that plan you have for ensuring that your family is sustainable during the year into ensuring that 15 families are sustainable during the year. Submit it to God. Bring it before God and say, God, for me, these are my fish and my loaves. This is not concrete. This does not define me. These are my fish and my loaves. Now, oh God, be for me, this is what I pray. Oh God, shock me. Embarrass my plans. Show me here that you are God. I tell him, embarrass me, oh God, for planning this small. That's what I do. Shock me. Amaze me. As in, do something that will make me go on my knees and say, hey, you are God from beginning. And, in, and when he does such a thing, what happens? You are elevated to a higher level. So even the mind of Christ increases and the gap between his thoughts and your thoughts reduces more and more and more and more and more. Praise God. Ladies and gentlemen, submit your plans to God. Submit, to, uh, submit them in prayer. Submit them through seeking godly counsel. Remember what happens. Remember that, that blessed man who does not dwell in the counsel of the wicked, the counsel of the ungodly. His delight is in the law of the Lord. What happens? He shall be like a tree planted by the river whose leaves shall not wither. Meaning in all seasons he flourishes. So submit to God. That someone. Lift your hands. And say after me, so Father in heaven, I submit my plans, I submit my life, I submit my future, I submit my year in your hands. It's yours. In Jesus' name. Wow. Notice something. Notice something. You know, I don't have my wallet with me right now. Who has it? He has it. It's my protocol. Have you seen at any point when I've been preaching, me get concerned and say, where's my wallet? Because I trust the person I've submitted it to. I was just thinking how big what we have just done is. You're giving the God who doesn't sleep or slumber your year. The God who doesn't make mistakes. The God who perfects whatever is given in his hands. The God who multiplies what's given in his hands. Lord, I submit city of the Lord Church to you. The whole global ministry, I submit it to you. Lusaka branch, the Kitwe branch, Kasama branch the virtual church, and all the branches that we plan to open. Submit the cell ministry. Submit the first time as an enriched ministry. 
I submit all the service units. I submit the board. I submit the diaconate. I submit the new believers and special classes ministry. I submit the evangelism ministry. I submit the prayer ministry. In the name of Jesus, I submit our campus ministries, all of them. All of them, oh God. Submit Heaven Cares. I submit the Zion Kids Ministry. Everything that can be mentioned, I submit them. And I declare that as a ministry, we are not subject to the dominions of the world. We are not subject to the principalities of the world. The principalities of the world work for us in the name of Jesus. I submit my family before you, O oh God, all of them. We are covered by you. We move from preservation to elevation. Submit the whole ministry to you. People will not just be preserved. They will not just be preserved, O oh God. They will also flourish. They will not just endure. They will also enjoy. I submit them all to you in Jesus' name. But I submit everything about me to you. Submit my academics. I submit my professional life. I submit, Lord, I submit them all to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, no one is placed wrongly. No one is transferred to the wrong place. Their future is in your hands, not in the hands of a board. In the name of Jesus, no one is taken to the wrong place. There is no one who's denied the funds which are theirs. There is no one who's denied the opportunities which are theirs. No one is denied the trips which are theirs. No one is denied those things that are theirs, the grades which are theirs. None of them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The profits which are due to you are given. In the name of Jesus. No one is denied that marriage which is theirs. No one is denied the peace that is theirs. In the name of Jesus. I submit to you, O oh God. I submit to you, O oh God. I submit to you, O oh God. We only have one more minute as the ushers bring the basket. I'll put you in front, in front of my melody. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. And I'll make room for two, just you and I, Jesus. You are all that matters. We're free to give our offerings. I'll put you in front, everybody. And I'll put you in front, in front of my melody. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I'll make room for truth. Just you and I, Jesus. You are all that matters. Oh, wow. <laughs> you are all that matters. Said, oh, we, oh, we. You are all 
What would I live for? What would I live for if I don't have you in my life? Huh? What would I give if you take the Holy Ghost? And what would I become of me if I didn't see your light? Hey, and what would have been said of me if you didn't hold my hand? But now I've come to I know we are supposed to end, but in two minutes, just get up and submit everything to God. Submit your finances to God. Submit your body to God. Submit your mind to God. Submit it all. I bring it all. I bring it all. Every part of me is submitted to you. In the name of Jesus, oh God, every part of me is submitted to you. The neck cannot say I don't need the head. The body cannot say I don't need the head. Every part of me is submitted to you, oh God. Every part of me is under the canopy of my God. Every part of me dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You are my covering. You are my covering. You have laid your hand on me. You have marked me. You are my refuge. You are my hiding place. You are, the, you are my strong tower. I run to you and I am safe. You are my light. You are my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You are, my, you, are my, you are the strength of all my days. Whom shall I be afraid? Oh God. Oh God. Thank you Lord for this. Thank you in the name of Jesus. We can say the grace. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I would advise you not to miss the crossover. I feel like I've ended when there's still a lot to say. Come for crossover. You can tell there's something very prophetic God is saying. When the rain falls, there is a level of rain that everything succumbs to. When the rain falls, it can decide how quick or how slow traffic is. We'll talk on Friday. 
when the rain falls. Everybody, the amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go. The amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we will dwell with the house of the Lord. service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the city of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.